Chapter 14, even Jeff Bezos should have a Roth 401k. Another benefit of the Roth is one many overlook. This is the ability to fund a Roth 401k regardless of your income. High income earners, even millionaires, can fund a Roth 401k if their plan offers it. I know many of you are listening to this and saying, Josh, you've really lost it now. Why on earth would a high income earner want to fund a Roth with after-tax money when she is in a high tax bracket? To which I say, even after listening so far in this book, you still doubt the power of the Roth? First, let me explain the basics of a 401k plan. There are three parts. One, elective deferrals. Two, employer contributions. And three, profit sharing. Elected deferrals are the money you choose to forego from your paycheck and order it for it to go into your retirement account. You have one of two choices for where to put this money, the tax deferred, i.e. the traditional 401k, or the tax free, the Roth 401k. The money you contribute to the traditional side reduces your taxable income in the year by the amount you deferred it. We'll go back to chapter seven to learn more about this whereas Roth contributions do not reduce your current income. The second part of your 401k plan is the employer contributions. Employer contributions go entirely to the traditional side, even if you put your own money into the Roth side. You don't pay any tax on the employer contributions until you make a withdrawal from the account. Finally, your 401k consists of the profit-sharing contribution your employer may offer. These contributions, if any are made, also go into the traditional side of the ledger. Some firms have significant profit sharing contributions. Many have nothing. So don't get too caught up on that. But if your firm does offer a profit sharing contribution on top of an employer match, you may see the tax deferred side of your 401k grow quite large. Given every penny of your employer contributions goes to the pre-tax side, I find this to be an incentive to put your own money into the Roth just because of future tax hedging strategies. If you have assets in the tax-free, the Roth side, and assets in the tax-deferred, the traditional side, you have more flexibility in how to deal with future tax laws. Situations change, folks. The best way to deal with changing times is to be nimble and also not to have all your eggs in one basket. Everyone knows diversification of investments makes sense. Well, diversification of tax strategies does too. Let's say your salary is $100,000, but you elect to defer $15,000 of that salary into the traditional 401k. Thus, your taxable salary this year will be $85,000. When you reach the age of 70 and a half, you will be required to take a portion of that $15,000 and whatever growth you've achieved as taxable distributions. Again, you're only deferring the tax until a later date. You are not eliminating it. If instead of deferring that 15,000, you funded your Roth 401k, you'll pay tax on the entire $100,000 salary you earned that year, but that 15,000 and whatever growth it earns will never be taxed again. Is it worth it? Well, here's a table to show you how much the extra $15,000 of income will cost you with taxes in the year you contribute to the Roth 401k. So if you're in a 10% bracket, you'll pay $1,500 extra tax on a $15,000 Roth 401k contribution. 
If you're in a 24% tax bracket, it's going to cost you $3,600 in extra taxes on a 15,000 Roth contribution. And finally, if you're in a 37% tax bracket, the highest is going to cost you $5,550 in tax on a 15,000 Roth contribution. And so as you can see, if you are in the 37% tax bracket, you'll need to decide if it's worth it to pay an extra $5,550 in taxes now to avoid any taxes in the future to yourself, your spouse, and ultimately your kids and grandkids. You know where I stand on this. With all the other taxes that can be avoided due to having a Roth as opposed to a traditional account, the Roth just makes sense, even if you feel a short-term pain of $5,550.